Welcome to Mr. Biz Radio, biz talk for biz owners. During the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a leading business advisor and two-time best-selling author, will cover topics that will help business owners run their companies more profitably and more efficiently. If you're ready to stop faking the funk and take your business onward and upward, this show is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. All right, welcome to another episode of Mr. Biz Radio with me, your good old buddy, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. And uh, this week, we're going to, uh, it won't be the official title of the show, but um, I'm going to mention, do it for the doggies, okay? And I'm going to explain that uh, in a minute here. But we're going to talk about a, a, a nonprofit that is, um, has a mission that is near and dear to my heart, and I'm sure with a whole bunch of you that are watching and listening. Um, we're going to learn about that nonprofit, but we're also going to learn about our guest this week is going to tell us because he started this, um, this uh, nonprofit and it's been massively successful. So any of you out there that have ever had the dream or the idea of someday I'd like to have a nonprofit, maybe you'd like to run a foundation or something like that at some point. I know that that's one of my goals. Um, we want to have a Mr. Biz Foundation where we help uh, lots of people, and so we're still on the on the, in the very early formation stages of that. But that's a goal of mine. So, kind of selfishly, I'm going to learn from this episode as well because uh, you know I want to make sure we learn how to create a successful nonprofit. What are some of the things that we need to look at doing? Maybe some of the things that we have to avoid. And our guest this week is going to help us with that. Our guest this week is Mr. Jeff Allen. He's the co-founder of, as I mentioned, successful nonprofit, Monkey's House, a dog hospice and sanctuary. When he's not saving dogs, he's helping improve people's lives as a technology leader for a global biopharmaceutical company. Jeff's an award-winning and best-selling author of Where Dogs Go to Live. So, Jeff Allen, welcome to Mr. Biz Radio. Ken, thank you for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, gosh, it's been a, a few months ago. Gosh, I guess probably about maybe four months or so. Was it that long? I can't yeah, remember. About four Didn't, months. Yeah. When we first connected and we finally getting Joe on the show, we, we had a backlog of guests and, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but I'm, I'm excited to have you on the show, Jeff, because I want to talk about monkey's house. Um, I want to talk about some of the trials and tribulations you've had and the successes you've had in creating monkey's house. But first let's talk about your entrepreneurial journey. What sort of brought you to uh, creating this nonprofit monkey's house? So like you said, Ken, I've been in corporate America my whole life, uh, worked for a few different major companies. And uh, my wife was a nurse and she retired. She retired because we actually started a, a brick and mortar business. It was an equestrian store selling, uh, you know, horse goods, riding equipment. We had that for about five or six years. Um, it, uh, it did well, but it was just a lot of work. And, and the, you know, with, uh, it was right around 2008, 2010, when the economy kind of tanked. Yeah. And uh, the the dot com industry was coming out, and we so we kind of gave that up because it just wasn't working for us. Uh, and then we we did we were animal lovers, obviously. We started to foster a lot of dogs, and okay. we realized that because my wife was a nurse, they were giving us all the sick dogs, and we take them in. And I think like anything else, even with a business, when you see the need for something, that's when you take action. And mm -hmm. we saw that there was no resources for these sick dogs. And we said, and we, we were spending a lot of our own money to get, we had, at one time we had nine dogs that we were fostering or adopting. Oh, wow. All sick dogs. 
So we said, you know, we have to do something. And we looked into starting a nonprofit. Well, so I got to ask Jeff, so equestrian to dogs, like, do you have like lizards and birds and everything else in the mix too? Or <laughs> <laughs> we have chickens, we have ducks, we had goats. Yeah. We have quite a few animals. Yes. Yeah. So, so, so you have like a little bit of a, a, a an Allen mini farm. Is that what, is that what I'm hearing? We actually have six acres here in, uh, in Southern New Jersey. Yes. We're in farm country. Okay. All right. So I guess what, I presume that you you guys have always had dogs, probably, right? Is that is that right? Yes, we've we've always had dogs. I grew up with dogs and, and horses, actually, and so did my wife. Uh, and then our first animal we got is mar- we've been married for thirty some years, and the first first animal we got was a dog. Gotcha. No, I was just trying to think of the transition. Obviously, the equestrian store not it was a business, a for profit, but you know mm-hmm. you're helping you're helping horses indirectly, you're helping horse owners, et cetera, to moving to dogs. Was it just, you know, horses are too darn big? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, horses, horses take too much room and, and uh, probably not as much, probably the same amount of work. Cause these, these dogs do take a lot of work. Um, but what I found very interesting is when, when I first started the, the nonprofit, uh, you know, a lot of the material you'll get is, and even from the government, it's, we started a business. And, and I didn't even, you know, at first it's like, this isn't a business, it's a nonprofit. I even said that the first year. And now going through this for, now we're going on our seventh year, it definitely is a business. Um, and you have to work it like a business. Um, you know, basically you have to, you obviously have passion, especially when you want to start a nonprofit. I think you have passion for a business as well. Maybe not quite as much um, wanting to do good, uh, but you do have to treat it as a business or you won't be successful. Well, it's interesting. And, and right off the bat, I'll tell you guys, when I, when I first uh, met and talked with Jeff, you know, um, in the past, I've rescued dogs um, and, and adopted them, um, several of them in the past as well. And, um, you know, when you do that, it's very, I mean, honestly, it's, 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 it's a really good experience. And I almost felt a little bit selfish because the, the what am I, what, what, I guess the intrinsic heartwarming aspect of it that I felt. Now, obviously we're helping the dog and everything, but I, it just made me feel really good that I'm helping a dog out of a bad situation um, and, and not be stuck in a shelter or, or, or worse. Um, and so, you know, that right away, Jeff resonated with me. And it was funny when we first talked, if you remember Jeff, I'm sure you, maybe you don't, but um, you know, Jeff was like, I, I don't know if it'd be good for the show or not. Like we have this thing. And I'm like, no, this would be great. You know, this would be great to talk about. Um, and nine dogs, nine sick dogs. I can't even imagine. Well, that, and today we have 25 dogs here with the nonprofit. Right? <laughs> so at one time we were up to 31 and I'm like, oh God, this is too much because I have to tell people that these dogs are in our home and you know, on our farm. So they, they are not in kennels. These dogs are living on little couches. So they're all over the place. Um, so it, it is quite, uh, quite amazing. Um, of, of how it goes. And you know, Ken, one thing that started years and years ago, if you talk about how I got started in nonprofit, I was mm-hmm. a big cyclist. So I would do these cancer rides and raise money. And it was, a, I always was able to raise a lot of money. And at one time I said, you know, I should be able to raise 10X. Like I was close to a thousand dollars. I should be able to raise 10,000. And I raised 10,000 and then I started Monkey's House. And actually I've been involved in raising over a million dollars now. So I think everybody has the capability of raising or helping out more than they think they can. Like now I'm going on, my my future thought is now 10 million, right? In the future. 
Well, no, Jeff, and that's exactly, I wanted to get to that is, uh, and that's what I think will resonate with folks because anyone who's considered like myself, like I mentioned, uh, starting a foundation, any sort of nonprofit, but their their main concern is, gosh, how am I gonna raise the money? That's one of the things that I definitely wanna make sure that if not, if not before we talk about in the third segment is the success you've had and, and your ability to do that. And the fact that, you know, it's not like you have Elon Musk as your uncle and you just ask Elon for like some big fat check. Um, you know, you've gone through a lot of processes to do that. And so I think that's a great message for anyone who's considering a nonprofit, but is intimidated by raising money and things like that. And how the heck can I do it? I think you'll be able to share a lot for it. And, and again, selfishly for me, it's gonna help me out too. And I'll probably be taking a lot of notes. Uh, but nonetheless, we're talking again this week with Mr. Jeff Allen, who's a co-founder of Monkey's House, a dog hospice and sanctuary. You can find out more at monkeyshouse.org. Come back after the break on Mr. Biz Radio. Business owners have a continually growing to-do list with little time for revenue-producing activities. With Check Off Your List and their experienced team of virtual assistants, you can focus on growing your business. Visit checkoffyourlist.com to learn how Check Off Your List skilled team can handle your day-to-day tasks like social media, bookkeeping, calendar maintenance, and much more. Contact Check Off Your List at checkoffyourlist.com or call 888-262-1249 to see how their virtual assistants can help you live to work rather than work to live. Thank you for listening to Mr. Biz Radio. Did you know our show airs seven days a week for more than 30 hours now? If you are in the B2B space and would like to reach thousands of business owners every week, including our more than 250,000 social media followers, our thousands of daily internet radio listeners, our email list fans, and Mr. Biz Solutions members, email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com to become a sponsor. Tap into Mr. Biz Nation to help grow your business. Check out both of Mr. Biz's national best-selling books, Pathway to Profits, and How to Be a Cash Flow Pro on Amazon. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back to the show, and it's time, as we always share at the beginning of the second segment, the Mr. Biz Tip of the Week. And this week's tip is a really important one, one of my favorites. I have a lot of favorites, but uh, this is one of my favorites. And the tip this week is to start with yes, with customers, with employees, with ideas, all those things. And what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is, and this, I'm sure you'll, you'll pick up on this, or you, you'll, this will resonate with you at some point when you think about it a little bit. When someone comes up with a new idea, let's say, for example, let's say an employee cl- comes to you or a customer comes to you and says, what about, is your first thought the negative? Is it your first thought that uh, we can't do that because of fill in the blank? Or is your first thought, that might be challenging, but let's think about how we might be able to make that work. The latter is what you wanna do because you shut down a lot of ideas right off the bat that could end up with a lot of you know success with employees again, with all these different ideas and things like that. Super, super important. You gotta start with, yes, you gotta have that right mental attitude. Don't automatically say no, automatically say yes. Now, you may figure out the steps and actions and execution necessary, to achieve whatever that is, to make whatever it is happen. You may figure out like that's just not gonna work, but at least explore it. And what I mean by that is it could be, oh my gosh, in order to do this, it's gonna take an investment of $100,000. We don't have that now, but wait a minute, what can we do to come up with that $100,000? And then you may put together a plan to come up with that excess $100,000. So you've got an eight month plan, let's say to come up with $100,000, and then you can execute that plan. If you start with no and you go, that won't work, that's going to take money and we don't have it. 
you just shut down that idea automatically. So start with yes, because that can lead to awesome, awesome things in your business, in your life. So that is the Mr. Biz tip of the week this week. So Jeff, let's talk about Monkey's House. So the first thing I got to ask you is, is, we talked a little bit about it, but I wanted to give you a chance to maybe even talk about it a little bit more is the why. Um, you know, you guys were, you, you mentioned you were fostering and, and taking care of eight to nine dogs at the time and decided Jesus is costing us a lot of money. Is, was that sort of the genesis of everything? Yeah, well, it was really because there's a lack of resources, yes. We, we had a dog that we were fostering. The dog was a beautiful golden retriever. Her name was Goldie. And Goldie, uh, she was emaciated. She was probably about 12 years old. And they said, look, we know, Michelle, you're Italian. You should be able to get this dog to eat. You know, you're, you're a retired nurse. So, but we couldn't get her to eat. And she had uh, a tumor on her side. And Michelle said, there's something going on more than this dog than we're not going to be able to get food. I don't think she should have surgery. So she actually took the dog to our vet under our name. Like, you know, you're not supposed to do that when you're fostering, right? But she yeah. said, no, we, we feel very strongly about the dogs we fostered. Uh, and the, the vet said, no, this dog is only has a, a short time to live. So uh, we adopted Goldie. And, uh, and a few weeks later, she went to the Rainbow Bridge. But at that point, we realized that there's definitely a lack of funds. And that's what got us really thinking about it. Um, and then you laugh and say, how do, how do we come up with a name like Monkey for, for a dog hospice? Well, Monkey was uh, same thing. He was a little dog, a little Heinz 57 mix that uh, the shelter gave us. The shelter vet said, just take him home and let him pass. Keep him comfortable. He probably has a month or two to live. That doesn't work for us. <laughs> Again, we said, we, my, my wife said to the vet, I know he has uh, cardiac problems. He probably can use some very inexpensive meds. The, the shelter vet wouldn't budge. And I know they're lacking funds. Um, so we adopted him, took him to our vet, saw a cardiologist. We got him very inexpensive meds. He lived a wonderful life for 17 months instead of those, those you know, two months. Mm-hmm. And that was it. When he passed, um, we, started, we started Monkey's House. That was my next question. I was going to ask you, like, how how is a dog hospice and sanctuary called Monkey's House? So I'm glad you I'm glad you uh, kind of filled us in on that. Well, so and and what other thing I want to touch on, Jeff, is I hear your entrepreneurial spirit and and a lot of different things you said, but one in particular is with with Goldie th- that you're not like you said you're well, you're not supposed to take the a, a rescue to uh, a, or some sorry a dog you're fostering to to your own vet. That's, that's an entrepreneurial way. And the, and the way I hear the entrepreneurialism is you're going to ask for forgiveness, not permission. You're like, look, this needs to be done. I'm going to go do it. I don't have to ask someone permission for this. I'm going to freaking go do it because it's the right thing to do. And there's, there's definitely an element of entrepreneurialism in that. Definitely. <laughs> and my wife, even more than me, she, she, you know, she is the medical expert and we end up doing a lot of things. It, she's become such an expert that uh, other rescues reach out to her. Um, even if they're taking a dog to the vet, they reach out to her and ask her first. And usually they come back and say, yeah, that's, you said the same thing the vet was going to say, because they, they just want to confirm with us. And, um, you know, we've done that, taking dogs in here. The key is that these dogs, we get them as healthy as possible. We feed them holistic foods. They eat better than I eat. <laughs> They, uh, they get the vitamins they need, they get nutrients, they'll get the traditional medicines as well. But we look, we, we also do the non-traditional 
modalities too for dogs that need it. Um, whatever they need, they get. Um, I think it's it's an approach that has resonated very well with our um, our base of followers. Um, I think so. Whatever, even a business or a nonprofit, I think that's very important that you always are telling stories. Like we're always telling stories about these dogs, um, about how we don't look at in the past because a lot of these dogs are mistreated. But from when they get here to the future, that's their life. That's their story. Yeah, absolutely. So, so let's let's talk about that a little bit. So, so how many dogs have you had through um, over the years through Monkey's House? You know, the, the, I think we've had over 130 dogs. I oh, know wow. we've had over okay. 130. I can't give you the exact number off the top of my head. Yeah, that's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. I, I can't even imagine. So, how difficult? Gosh, this is a tough question to ask. Even how difficult is it for you guys? I mean, I guess you, you know, you know, the role you're fulfilling in this dog's life. Um, if it has a, you know, if, if it's terminal, but how difficult is that? I can't even imagine. I mean, I, I know when, when our dogs have passed in the past, how devastating it's been for our family, for me, even personally, how, how do you guys wrestle with that? How do you deal with that? You know, you know, I can, it's, it's actually no different than you or anybody else. Each dog that we bring in here, even if we've had them for a few weeks, uh, we uh, it breaks our hearts, right? My wife said one time, the day that the day that stops is the day we stop having Monkey's House, because they deserve all the love that we can give them. Like I said, even for a few weeks. Um, but we we understand that that is our mission, and we'll, we're willing to take that pain to give them a good month, three months, sometimes three years. Yeah, Jeff, I got to tell you, like, especially having gone through, a, you know, losing dogs in the past in our family and everything and, and seeing the the devastation that, that that has and the long lasting impacts that even has. To me, that is the biggest sacrifice you and your wife are making, because I just can't imagine the emotional toll. I mean, again, you know, you're that's the role you're fulfilling. But my gosh, I mean, hats off to you guys for being able to have the emotional strength to be able to to do that and, and give these dogs a, a, a fitting well end to their lives. Um, oh, man, I, I just and I Ken, can't imagine. We're, we're with every one of them when they pass to the Rainbow Bridge. They're on our laps. Usually we try to do it at the house um, so vets will come out. Um, but they're with us or they're with one of their favorite volunteers here. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. It's incredible. Find out more at monkeyshouse.org. That's monkeyshouse.org. Come back after the break. Jeff's going to talk us through some of how he created this nonprofit and it's been so successful. Are you ready to automate your business? Automation is the key to scaling a business and building wealth. It's also one of the most difficult things for a small business owner to do on their own. If you're looking for help with automation, Pulse Technology CRM can help. We have an exclusive offer for Mr. Biz Nation. We will build everything for free, even if it's a sophisticated funnel. Visit thepulsespot.com forward slash Mr. Biz for this exclusive offer. If you find listening to Mr. Biz Radio is helpful, imagine having live access to not only Mr. Biz, but also five other trusted business experts. It's true. 
you can have live access to your very own CFO, plus a business attorney, a website and digital marketing expert, a sales and growth guru, a financing professional, and a customer experience master. Visit MrBizSolutions.com to learn more. Join Mr. Biz Nation at MrBizSolutions.com. To submit questions to the show, email them to info at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back to the show. And again, this week we're talking with Mr. Jeff Allen, who's the co-founder of Monkey's House, a dog hospice and sanctuary. Um, and I'm glad uh, I'm glad that the, the the end of the segment was the end of the segment last uh, one. Again, it was conjuring up some of my memories of of some of the dogs that we've lost. And uh, like I said, I, I'm not a super emotional person or, or anything like that. But man, it's you know it it really hits you. I mean, they become part of your family just like um, anyone else. So um, yeah, it was just kind of hit me there towards the end. I'm glad, like I said, I'm glad it wasn't at the beginning of the segment. Um, but moving past that on the positive note, um, and again, that's positive as well. Like I said, I'm, I'm not trying to put a negative spin on it. It's, it's definitely positive because what you guys are doing for these dogs and giving them, like I said, a fitting end and, and is, is keeping them as comfortable as they can be at the end of their lives. I mean, that's, it's, it's amazing. Um, and so let's talk a little bit about that. So you, obviously you you create a monkey's house, um, in order to do that, walk us through some of the things that you've done that, you know, have helped make it successful. Maybe talk about some of the things that you've been able to accomplish, um, with monkey's house, um, and things like that, Jeff. I, I, you know, it's, when we started this, it was all about the dogs and it still is all about the dogs, but one of the biggest things we found out, it's also about the people and, and it could, that could, obviously it's volunteers, but I think more so is your followers, your, if you're a business, your customers, right? Your supporters, it's about them. And I think I said in the last segment, it's all about stories. So you need to, whatever kind of nonprofit you have, you have to be able to tell that in stories, in heartwarming stories, if you can, right? And the social media is the big thing today. Uh, you know, when, when I'm thinking about, well, how do we get our message out? Because everybody wants to get their message out. It's social media. We, when we first started Monkey's House, we opened up a Facebook page, and that's our main platform, although we use Instagram and some of the others. You should use mm -hmm. many of them if you can. But Facebook ended up being this community of more than even just Monkey's House. People will get on there, like you said, and someone will lose their dog, they get on there. We have over 80,000 followers now on, on Facebook. So, And like I said, it's a community. We didn't expect that, um, but that's what you need to succeed. I think with that, um, you have to have the right technology. So we, uh, and I think what you said earlier, sometimes people are like, oh, I don't want to invest, especially a nonprofit. You, you're really strict on the money because you want to use, we want to use the money for the dogs, for sure. vet care, for food. But, you know, sometimes you have to spend money to make money. And I, went, I remember when I first got my first uh, donor management and, and fundraising campaign software, you know, it was a few thousand dollars. And this is when we just started out. And I'm like, I can't do this on spreadsheets anymore. It's I have to have something. And I had to convince the board to do it. And like I said, and now it, you know, we're bringing in, you know, uh, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars plus a year um, because that's basically, we're basically bringing in for our budget and that's mm -hmm. needed. So you need the proper technology, the tools, uh, you need a great website. Uh, that's always critical is the base website, which I'm always trying to, I think everybody's always trying to improve their websites. 
Um, so I think those are some of the things that you really have to think about. Um, so have there been any things, Jeff, that you've, you've found that you've come across as, as you were starting Monkey's House and, and the continued evolution and growth and success of it? Is there, are there any of those things that you've maybe done that you're like, oh, crap, I'd never do that again, or gosh, I wish I wouldn't have done that? <laughs> so uh, one of the things was, uh, again, like you have to spend money to make things right. You, you, you get what you pay for sometimes. We had a, a right. great friend. A great friend who helped us, who was a, who was a legal advice, a lawyer, who helped us set it up. Um, but some things weren't set up exactly right, so we're still to this day kind of struggling through that because the official name is, I think it's monkeys, monkey house, an animal sanctuary. So it's not really doesn't even have dog in it. So it's the way it was set up. So now we do DBA, do business as um, yeah. what you said, monkeys house. So all those things are very critical. Um, they seem like little things, but in the long run, they're not that little. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I guess, uh, what are some, some ways that you guys raise funds? What, what are some different types of campaigns that have been successful for you? Uh, well, I think the, uh, the, the biggest one really is just every once a day, we tell our story on Facebook. Um, ah. and we have someone else that puts it on Instagram, but really it's on Facebook and these people from around the world literally fall in love with dogs. They've never met and, and they want to see the same dog or they want to hear the stories if the dog's getting surgery. I think you have to, that resonates with our supporters, our followers, uh, and you have to keep them engaged. Sometimes I'll do surveys. Uh, I do newsletters. Uh, and then I have some, uh, so we have an annual campaign at the end of the year where we raise uh -huh. probably 40% of our funds. And then we do have a monthly campaign, I mean, a monthly uh, donation based as well. So people will say, hey, I want to donate every month. And then some basic things like a t-shirt once a year, we do calendars, both of those, they don't raise a ton of money, but they're, they're publicity and they do raise some money. But I, one thing I would say is we don't, focus on asking for money all the time. There's certain things that we ask mm -hmm. money for because we really want to get our story out. We want people to be part of our family. You don't want, you don't want your relatives asking you for money for all the time. Um, and that's kind of how we think too. Uh, what is key to us is in 2019, Michelle was a CNN hero. And that brought a lot of followers. And we were at about 10,000 followers on Facebook overnight with that and some other media attention, we were at 50,000. So the media is big uh, to be able to get, you need to get that base up. You need that donor management. You need to, I don't want to say coddle the donors, but you want to keep them engaged and keep them involved. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense, Jeff. I mean, you think about it, you, you've created a community and people, people want to hear about those things. There's a, you know, I'm based in Columbus, Ohio, and there's a uh, rescued Ohio uh, organization that's based here in Columbus, and, but they have uh, sort of branches all over the, the um, state. And it's, you know, obviously to get dogs rescued, it's a little bit of a different situation you're in, but it's interesting. It, they have sort of a similar model. It sounds like from what I see is, you know, I'm part of their Facebook group and things like that. And they'll, they'll bring in a new dog that maybe has a health ailment, not a terminal ailment, but something that's wrong with him or her. And they'll, they'll post a picture of the dog and they'll tell the story and they'll say, this is Sadie and Sadie came to us and she has this growth and we've gone to the vet and it's going to be blah, blah, blah. And we're really trying to raise some funds for, her. and they'll create a little bit of a campaign for Sadie in this example. 
And it's amazing to me, right? I'll see that, you know, they're looking for $1,500 for surgery for Sadie. And, you know, two days later, I'll see an update and they raised $2,500. Um, you know, it, it, 10 bucks at a clip or 20 bucks or, you know, someone go 50 bucks. I mean, there's so many people, like you said, you, you establish that base. And if everyone gives 10 bucks or, you know, not even large sums, it really starts to add up quickly. Uh, can, can you imagine? I, I, I was thinking this myself. Betty White, when she passed, there was this big campaign for Betty White, for people to donate to their local shelters or rescues. Yep. Now, I just came through. Well, I just came out of the annual campaign, so I didn't really want to push it. I, I, I mean, like I said, I don't want to ask people for money all the time. Yep. I, I was going back and forth with my wife. Should we just say something? So we did. We said, look, if you want to, in her honor, donate. Great. But I really appreciate everybody that did the annual campaign. We met our goals. We raised fifteen thousand dollars. And wow. I, I can't imagine. And, and other rescues around here, they raised 20,000. They raised 25. So I think across the globe, across the U.S., millions were, were raised for Betty in honor of Betty White. And it just shows that, that people have really big hearts. And I think no matter what nonprofit you have, it could be animal related, ch children, child related, you know, maybe food, seniors, whatever it is. I think you will get if you tell those stories you will be able to be successful. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Jeff, I really appreciate you coming on. Go, Guys, go out and check out monkeyshouse.org, monkeyshouse.org. Jeff, thank you for so much for coming on, sharing the story of Monkey's House and sharing some of your tips as well. Thank you, Mr. Biz. I greatly appreciate you having me on. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, guys, thanks for watching and listening as always. And don't forget, cash flow is king. This has been Mr. Biz Radio. To learn how to become part of Mr. Biz Nation, visit MrBizSolutions.com. For access to free weekly content, subscribe to the Mr. Biz YouTube channel and follow him on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. To listen to archive shows, you can find them on the Mr. Biz Solutions website.